Episode 48, Joe Weldon. Welcome to Gut Plus Science. Analytics about people. Insights for executives. Truth you can act on. A high-energy, fast-paced, results-oriented exchange featuring employee engagement evangelist and CEO, your host, Nikki Llewellyn. Hey, we're back on Gut Plus Science. It's Nikki talking employee benefits today, not just the normal employee benefits, but a hot engagement offering, student loan assistance. With $1.48 trillion in student loan debt in the United States, this is a big stressor for employees. Did you know the average student loan amount today is right around 40 k Employees lose productivity time over financial stress, and that's a fact. Let's learn some options to turn this stress into an employee engagement strategy and help all of us win. Before we get to it, I need to give a shout out to Blast Services, one of our newest Amplify partners. Blast brings top suppliers and manufacturers to the surface preparation industry, and we're so glad to be one of their newest offerings. Welcome, guys. I've got a friend on the show today, Joe Weldon from Gallagher, who's pretty darn passionate about this topic, and we get to pick his brain for a while. So we'll do that right after we hear from today's Gut Plus Science sponsor. Are you still using Pulse surveys? How about annual questionnaires? If your organization relies on either of these, it's time to discover Amplify. Amplify has created a new way to measure employee engagement. It's where CEOs who want to know what's really happening within a workforce go to get honest feedback and to understand what needs to change for people to love their work. Companies that have used Amplify have increased productivity by as much as 30% in just three months. Best of all, it's not just data that Amplify provides. Executives get hands-on coaching with engagement specialists, people who know exactly what to do with the data. To see their latest research on employee engagement, visit Amplify.com. Give us the landscape today on this industry. In the healthcare industry, I don't want to go back 25 years because it's changed dramatically from then. But even in the last five years, and I say even in the last year, it's changed dramatically. So, you know, as you know, employers are competing for employees. It's, It's never been more difficult to attract and retain talent. And the employee base has changed with millennials who are, millennials are different today than they were five years ago, even because millennials have matured along the way, correct? And, you know, costs have gone up, spending power for employees is down. And, uh, you know, a lot of their increases have been gobbled up by healthcare increases, things like student loans and and other things in the industry. So I, I think the short answer to your question on what's changing, I would say it's the engagement and leadership and understanding at the top of the organizations that recognize that benefits today are differently than than they have been in the past and they'll be very different moving forward. Good. So what are those leaders inside the uh, employers you work with or the prospects you're talking to and knowing that, you know, the talent challenge is just so real today and all the things about the many different generations and all of this that you were just talking about, what are those leaders coming to you and most looking for right now? Well, well, the terms that get thrown around right now are total rewards, engagement, as you know, has a different connotation depending on who you talk to and how do they utilize that word. But it was Mark Twain that said, if the world were to end, I would like to be in Cincinnati because the Midwest is 20 years behind the rest of the nation. And uh, you know, I think there is some truth in that with innovations that a lot of what we're seeing is coming from the West Coast. 
of really changing the landscape of how employers are attacking healthcare costs. And, and it's not just to help to ratchet down healthcare costs. The main goal is actually to increase benefits for employees and to increase patient outcomes. And the traditional methods just aren't going to work on a go-forward basis. We understand that. So the more progressive organizations are looking at solutions, while at the same time, they're very cautious, particularly in the Midwest, uh, because there's solutions out there that can literally knock down costs 20, 30 percent, and it is an all positive for the employees. So it, you know, we have to tread a little bit lightly, understanding the culture, and, and our goal is always to make sure we're helping the employees and helping employees attract and retain employees. Yeah. And so there's some leaders out there that I'm sure are very proactive and thinking light years ahead on benefit planning and and strategy and everything. And then there's others that just have not changed their mindset just because they don't know what to think, you know, and they don't know how to think differently. Between those two populations, can you summarize how you suggest leaders think about employee benefits today? You know, what we're seeing in the market today are there's so many solutions. It, it's not the traditional bundled package like we've seen for the last 10 years. So it's it's getting in the programs. It's value-based primary care. Ensure employees are going to see their physicians, which we think is probably one of the best wellness programs out there, to really, you know, proactively managing specialty drugs, which is anticipated to be 40% of the healthcare cost. Today, it's roughly 20%. So those costs are growing rapidly. And there's a lot of solutions around some of these areas to how do we manage muscular skeletal in a most more cost-productive way. So you're, you're seeing organizations like Walmart align with different entities that are going to help them to control those costs and make sure that we're not ha- having more surgeries than we need to do. So there's just a lot of different areas that you can truly manage the cost. So I think that's probably been the biggest shift of rather than let the health plan manage your organization, that CEOs are engaged and actively managing these areas and interested to learn what are some different methods from today that can benefit my organization. And speaking of uh, you know different methods, Joe, let's transition and talk about a pretty hot benefit, student loan relief. Um, how big of a problem is student loan debt today? It is a huge, huge issue, and it, it is only going to be exacerbated. And, and anytime I'm talking to, it doesn't matter what age group, and many of the populations that are hiring white-collar positions, close to half or over half of their workforce will have student loans in some capacity. You know, so today, we, there's, you know, one and a half trillion dollars in student loan debt, there are 44 million Americans with student loan debt. And, and you know, to put that in perspective, we have a workforce receiving benefits of 150 million people. So it's a, it's a large number. And the average debt coming out of college today is just a hair under $40,000. Many are over 100,000. And it, it, to put this in perspective, we went back 15 years ago, the average student debt was 10,000 and spending uh, or income certainly hasn't risen at the same level of what some of these student loans are happening. So, you know, 80, 81% of millennials entering into the workforce right now are carrying student debt of some type. 
Wow. And, you know, I continued to hear the stats around by 2020, you know, um, it's, it's about two thirds of our workforce will be millennial or younger. There's, there's some stats that kind of vary a little bit there, but it's right in that ballpark of two thirds of the people working in, in 2020 is like next year, you know? And so yeah, um, right. that, that is yeah a pretty big deal. So let's tie that into, I'm sure you've seen some studies and know some, have some insight on how does student loan debt affect employee performance? Well, as, as you know, uh, having peace of mind is important. Uh, to be able to balance your financial well-being is a, is a huge connection that we, we do see employers getting actively engaged in this area of, of looking at total well-being of an individual, where it used to be, let's just focus on health and step, step programs. So, you know, from the financial pillar, it's something that organizations are wrapping into uh, their retirement programs, or they're doing some sort of match on student loans. But it's a, it's a low number of employers that are entering this road. It, it's rapidly changing. But what's happening in the lifestyles of, of those employees is they're having difficulty making ends meet. Uh, they're buying less in groceries. They're putting off marriages. They're putting off children when they're carrying these student loans. And you know, one of the one of the interesting topics I you know we, we've learned is when we look at the student, you know, we always think of these employees coming out and they have a hundred thousand dollars of debt. That those are the ones that are really in trouble, and, and it is a challenge. But if you look at student loan defaults, those carrying a balance of greater than a hundred thousand dollars, there's an eighteen percent loan default for employees with a balance of less than five thousand dollars. The loan default jumps to 34%. It's almost double of what it is for over 100. And the reason is because they're taking lesser paying jobs. So employers are starting to say, well, let me understand my workforce. What are the issues out there? Because someone like that could be a good percentage of population and a simple, no, I say simple because money's money. Uh, but something as little as $100 a month towards a student loan program can change their lives. And, you know, what we found as we implement these types of programs is that we see overall a 10 percent increase in contributions to the retirement plan, because that's the number one thing that these employees are doing. They're so focused on their debt that they're actually foregoing being in the in the retirement program. So th there was a study done by Brookings just this past year that said, if my employer were to give me two hundred dollars a month. What would they want to do with it? 45% said help pay re repay student loans. 29% was retirement. And then further down the line, only 5% would like to see that spent on training and development and improving my career, which, which tells you for best practices for organizations, that's not the order of thinking you really want your, your employees to have. Yeah, data sure tells a story, right? <laughs> that that's pretty enlightening for sure. So, what are the innovative companies doing to assist employees with that student loan debt? I think the, those that are progressive is is really doing an assessment to understand what challenges their employees may be having. But you know, the stats are out there; they're not going to be too different from company to company. But I think the focus is, you know, there's a lot of different refi companies out there. And they're just, there's tons of them. We've vetted over 25 different student loan programs. 
So a lot of them are banks, right? So they're driven to do a refinance for an employee. And where the approach really needs to go and is going is a, a, a debt-focused financial well-being, the education around budget. It is educating me on what my options are for student loan besides just refinancing, right? So we, we look at three different pillars uh, typically. And if we take the nonprofit space, this, this, will, the, this will give you a feel for how challenging the marketplace is, is students coming out with a loan anywhere from 50 to 100,000 can be as low as 5,000, right? So there is a federal loan forgiveness program that if you enroll in it, it will lower your monthly payments by roughly 70, 80, 90% in some cases. And then after 10 years, the balance of that loan is forgiven by the federal government. The challenge is only 5% of the market ever qualify. And um, by going through an educational process and actually walking them through it, being you know, a non-bank advisor, uh, we're getting close to 90% to participate in that program. And what that does, that increases their take-home pay, increases their satisfaction at work, they get involved in the 401k plan, and they think their employer is a savior for helping them out. And so those, those, are, the, those are the areas that employers can really make an impact. You know, I did this about a year ago for a young man that's going to marry my daughter. So he was carrying a loan of, you know, several thousand dollars and studying to be a cardiologist and very bright kid, process oriented, went on the government site, went through and didn't qualify for the loan forgiveness program. So I got him with our team. We got him in touch. We reduced his payment by 90%. So it's now in the, you know, $250 a month and his payment will be forgiven in 10 years. So I'm a true believer in this. I, I, I believe that employers need to be looking at this and making this as part of their total rewards offering. But, but there's a lot of ways that they can structure it, that we're not going to boil the ocean here in, in 30 minutes. But there's a, there's a lot of ways that they can help them from a small contribution to making the education available and to really have a meaningful conversation around their, how does this integrate with their retirement uh, planning for their employees? Yeah. So, Joe, I'm curious to know, and I bet a lot of our listeners are too, what are the reasons that most don't qualify? Like in the example of your soon-to-be son-in-law, you know, he had tried on his own. Is it just a really cumbersome process and it's about helping them to be able to navigate that? Or what's the reason that only like 5% are qualifying? I I put it this way. If I had to do my own taxes and go on government.gov site and try to do the taxes on my own, I, I would probably fail miserably. And so it can be just answering one question incorrectly or not understanding the question. And it is a tedious process. So what happens in those situations is we want educators and advisors and counselors that are first first areas, how can we find a way to have loan forgiveness? If they don't qualify for some reason, the second step is a simplified process, which is how do we get them in a position to refi if they, they don't qualify for refi? And then the third step, and it's the last step, is a refi. And you know, typically, because this is such a new industry, is we see organizations bring in, here's a refinance company, and talk to them about refinancing your loan. 
The problem we've run into, particularly in healthcare and education with nonprofits, those that have refinanced, they're stuck and they, they, cannot, they cannot go back and get loan forgiveness. So we, we actually had a hospital system out in uh, Oklahoma that had put in a refi program and they went back and compensated those employees once they learned about a student loan forgiveness program. And so, you know, we don't ever want our CEO clients to be in a position that, that they don't have the very best offering for their employees. So we, we do think it's important that, you know, to truly focus on that educational piece. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's great. And I'm curious to know for the companies that you're working alongside that are really just, you know, loving incorporating this into their, their programs, how are they using this in their attract and retain strategies for employees? If you, if you look at the priorities of where, you know, in particular millennials, but I've also run into cases where individuals are 40 years old and they're like, well, I still need help. I'm still paying these loans. Their, their gratitude is, is huge towards their organization that make this type of a benefit available. So it does cause loyalty and, you know, it helps build culture and build trust. And as we know, in today's environment, the CEOs aren't always, hey, if I offer this benefit, does this mean they're going to stay with me? But it is more about how can we help our employees and build that kind of culture where employees want to be here because they know we care. And, and so it, it goes a long, long way in uh, reducing turnover or from them going to another organization because they look to their employer and say, you really helped me in an area that I needed help. And that's assuming all the other culture pieces are in place. For sure. Yeah. I think, you know, for a number of people that listen to this show, they're in that realm of really proactively working on culture. And this is just a, you know, a very nice, some icing on the cake, a cherry on top. This is just a really, really unique and and neat program. And what I've kind of gathered from what you've talked about today is, you know, there's, there's really four things that I'm hearing. One is the loan forgiveness program and being able to bring a platform like you to the table, you and your, your firm to the table to be able to help with that. Uh, refi options, helping to educate, but then also show all the options for refi if that is the, the better route for them. Consistent education. So just having sessions to help them be knowledgeable and make the best decisions and you know and be up to date, whether you're the on the employer side or the employees. I see that that is a big piece um, that's just suggested is to make sure that you're educating. And then finally, um, maybe potentially adding contributions to help them pay off those student loans. So I think all of this is really good. Joe, what's the first step in the process? If somebody wanted to get started, they're like, I'd really like to explore this. What's first? Yeah, it depends on where an organization is. Uh, there's, there's two approaches that we recommend. Uh, one, we do what's called a workforce evaluation. That is actually a process we'd be happy to share with any of your, your clients, Nikki, out there that it's something just, to, it's a great way to get to know um, businesses. It's not something we would even charge for, but it is really understanding your organization in a different way. And and what, what we found traditionally is that most baby boomers are in decision-making decisions. I'm a baby boomer, so I can say that. And, you know, it's been baby boomer, boomers designing benefits for baby boomers. And as we know, we have a different, we have a different landscape. We have five different generations who like to be communicated to differently and they have different needs, student loans being one of them. So it, it's really doing an evaluation of understanding the workforce, but 
if, if an organization doesn't need that, um, there is a good process to understand of how you would integrate student loan into your overall financial planning because it needs to be part of your, whether it's a 401k, 401, or 401k or whether it's a 403b program, is how do you integrate those together along with your wellness program. So that needs to be a piece of it. But I'd recommend, you know, two things, starting with an assessment of understanding what kind of debt's out there. Because you may have a lot of employees that have a balance of $4,000 they're wrestling with that $100 a month could be a lifesaver for them. So it's just understanding. Joe, thanks for this very timely and relevant information. It's so valuable. And so on behalf of myself and all of our listeners, I really thank you for your time today. We're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor message and then come back to learn a little bit more about the personal side of you, Joe, with what we call our lightning round. We'll be right back. Custom Concrete has been creating foundations for the finest homes, commercial buildings, and industrial facilities throughout central Indiana since 1969. Builders, contractors, and homeowners rely on our expertise because so much depends on getting it right. Our knowledge and control of all aspects of the job, from excavation to waterproofing to backfill, means that extra value is built into every project. Codes don't drive our business. Excellence does. See the difference at customconcrete.com. Okay, so Joe, welcome back to Gut Plus Science. This is our lightning round, so it gives us a chance just to learn a little bit more about you and uh, just a couple questions, and you can you can just give us some short answers or feel free to elaborate if you'd like. So favorite book or one that you would recommend? Well, I have a favorite author uh, by the name of Randy White, lives in uh, Panhandle in Florida. He's a marine biologist, and he writes drama stories. Uh, there's a book in particular called called. Captiva, when I'm not reading learning books, I'm just reading for enjoyment. And uh, it's all about Sanibel Island and the Florida Keys and Cuba and different uh, mystery adventures that that take place. So he's he's one of my favorite writers. Okay. And does he tie into your favorite vacation spot then? Where's that? Well, close to. So I, 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 we, we go to Naples, our family does, you know, three or four times a year. So you know, it's, it's kind of a family vacation spot and we love to go down there. In fact, I'll be down there next week. Yay. How about a favorite hobby when you're not working? Well, this is a scary one, Nikki. So I, I started painting 14 months ago. Oh, so cool. I decided when I retire, I want to be a fairly decent painter. And someone told me to put, to put my art on Saatchi art. I put it on art last week and sold my first piece. Which awesome. Gonna, High five. For that reason, I just, I'm a fairly analytical person. And so this just brings out the creative side of, of my mind. And I, I've, I've just loved it with a passion. Oh, that is so cool. And Joe, how can our listeners connect with you after the show today? Well, they certainly know how to reach you, Nikki, and you know how to get in touch with me. That's probably the simplest way. But, you know, if, if someone wants to reach out to me directly, I'm at Gallagher. Um, my email is probably the easiest, which is joe underscore Weldon at AJG.com. And uh, we're based in Carmel, Indiana. And I, I work with organizations all over the country. And, um, you know, I work with teams throughout the country as well within Gallagher. And uh, as far as a direct phone contact numbers, it's 317-810-4358. And um, yeah, I'd love, you know, if anyone has any ideas or just wants to bounce some things off me, I'd be more than happy to help any of your listeners. 
Joe, this was so helpful. I love the innovation in the benefits realm. Thank you for all the insight. Let's do a truth you can act on with regards to student loan benefits. Number one, educate your people on all the options. Bring in live and virtual educational sessions to help your employees make the best decisions on alleviating their financial load. And make sure you're sending out messages to tell them how much you care and why you're bringing this to the table. Number two, there are so many different refi options out there. Talk with trusted experts like Joe to give you the options to share with your people. Number three, think about how you can commit to contributions to employees and share a message that you care about them as a whole person and alleviating stress around student loans is really important. Think about the contributions you can make as the employer. And number four, there are government options for loan forgiveness. Look into some of the options to share with your people or reach out to to Joe as he is truly an expert in finding out those government solutions. That's it today. Do you have a hot topic like this one that we should be talking about on Gut Plus Science? We'd love to know what it is. Leave us a suggestion. Until next week. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.